0: The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au What's up everyone and welcome to The Commentary Booth where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your, your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week I'm joined by a DJ who ch- has, nope, he changed his, his movie last time, it's now super <laughs> bad. Yeah, kept it. He's kept it for two shows in a row. His favourite TV show is Parks and Rec. Welcome back to the show, Jackson Carr. Thank you
1: for having me. It's good to be here. How are you?
0: Oh, yeah, not too bad. Over lockdown, but still just plugging away at that.
1: Yeah, at least now, as of t- Monday, we can start having picnics with pe- fully vaccinated people. So there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And now we've also got a... A roadmap out so I've really got a second win now I'm feeling not as bad about it still over it but not as bad about it you know
0: oh yeah it's definitely better now that we're both sort of at that vaccinated stage and feeling a lot better about it
1: yeah um last weekend I had a couple of drinks and I did something to my hair
0: oh god what is it now did you just shave it all off
1: no nah, I left it back
0: Okay. Interesting look. Interesting
1: look. <laughs> it's my skull I had my mullet. I missed I missed my mullet, so I just decided I was just gonna do this. So um I woke up the next day and I was like, Oh yeah, I did this, that's right. And I did a poll on my um TikTok and I'm I'm gonna dye it next box diet the back next weekend. I think spoiler alert, I said like the most commented colour, I think it would become a ranger. So that'll be fun to be um that. It's nice it's the back, but
0: natural red or are we going all out manchester united style red
1: i want to go out like orange ranger like i want to go like just a, a bad box dye and the good thing about this is when i still have work meetings you can't see it when you're like this so it looks like i'm just just shaved my head but then when i'm out business at the front party at the back good to go so we're going to be a, a nice orange hair color i don't know if we'll still be around in a month's time but by the time we next speak, I think we'll be able to get a haircut. So this will be gone. So this is a one-time thing, really. So just enjoy it while it's here, everyone. But
0: yeah. I I need a haircut, something bad, something real bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but There is there is a lot of work to get this to look not ridiculous at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, everyone's going through it and now like I see why women always like, I need to go to get my hair done. Me, as a bloke, I get my hair cut once every four or six weeks, two months. I have so much more respect for women and how they treat their hair because, yeah, it's just a, even look, oh, oh, well. Oh.
0: Just like, the worst part is that we're going to come out of lockdown and then you're still not going to be able to get a haircut for about a month and a half because everybody's going to be trying to get one at the same time.
1: Oh, the only good thing about having short hair is I can just need it shaved. So I live near a barber. It's like a cash barber. I'm sure I'll be able to just pop it. Like it's literally four minutes walk away. I can just pop over there. And if he's busy, I can just come back. So there's nothing fancy needs to be done because it's a bit far from that anyway. So I'm quite lucky. That's the the benefits of having this short hair. But I want him to fix up this because it's getting quite bushy. And I don't trust myself even though I've had this for 11 or 12 years. So
0: Yep. Yeah, my barber's like just down the road, but he, yeah, he was busy before we were shut for three months. So, yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, nice to get back to work. So that's for sure.
0: Uh, big soccer fans, did you watch the two important games this morning?
1: I I only watched I only watched Chelsea. I I didn't want to watch Man United because I have this new routine where I like to run and I I didn't really drink a lot last night, so I woke up for a run this morning. But I was like, I need to watch Chelsea. Got up for that. Lukaku looked good. Sold in midfield. Horrible performance. One of the worst debuts I've ever seen. But of course, Ronaldo was going. Ronaldo was going to do his thing. I think the most goals he's ever scored against a Premier League team is Newcastle. So of course, he was going to score one or two. So yeah, yeah,
0: and just. Look like classic Ronaldo immediately. So,
1: yeah, it's as much as I don't like Man United, I don't like Man United at all, but it's good to see them have him and him then be relevant again because it just adds that little bit extra to the Premier League. A bit more excitement, a bit more star power, a bit more. You'll see more Man United fans popping up again. So, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Lakin, um, Dylan are already going nuts. And it's good though, all the United fans come up and all the Arsenal fans have just disappeared.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, poor Arsenal. Poor Arsenal. I don't mind Arsenal. Like, for, well, out of the big six, I don't know if like any, but Arsenal's the ones I always didn't mind because I always like watching Henri and Bergkamp when I was younger. So I kind of feel bad that they've struggled, even though they're better than FA a couple, couple years ago, but. Yeah, they won last night. So they finally got a goal of the month that they can talk about this month because last month they had to use a League Cup goal rather than a Premier League goal.
0: Yeah, just training footage basically.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, guys. So right. That's good. The Premier League's back. NFL's back. Great to watch the Bucks and um, Dallas on Friday. I think Dak Prescott's going to go close to MVP this year. So,
0: Especially coming off that. Coming with that ankle injury, like, oof, I di- I was, I was fully expecting him to struggle really badly, but Dak proves that he's actually a quality quarterback.
1: Yeah, and they were quite unlucky to look like. They could have won easily. I think they were quite the better offensive side. They just missed a few things. So they'll be. I think Dallas will be good this year. America's team. So I think Dallas are a bit of a Man United when it comes to um, fans. They'll start popping up again now if if Dak does well. So. Mm-hmm
0: and yeah Jack, Jacksonville kicks off tomorrow that'll be a big game big exciting game for you
1: big trev i'm 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 not going to get up I'm, I'm gonna lie, It's 3am i can't do that on a monday so i'm not going to get up but i'll i'll try to watch like i'll try to avoid the scores and then watch like the extended highlights but i think this is a game that we can win i don't think there's going to be a lot of glory this year especially with etanine injured our, our second first round pick injured but i'm feeling confident and we'll keep building towards Something over the next few years. But and I'm just happy it's back. Like Fridays, work from home, perfect, watch it on TV. Obviously, work's the priority. And then Mondays and Tuesdays, it's just, it's just, it's great. And then when NBA's back, my whole week's sorted. I never want to go back to the office. Work from home's in front of my computer and my TV. Wonderful days ahead.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm planning to do tomorrow. I'll have the one computer on this side, one here in front of me, and I'll just have Red Zone playing all morning while I work away. Emails and random stuff.
1: Yeah, perfect. Oh, can't wait.
0: Uh, so probably should get on to what we've been watching recently. Yes.
1: <laughs> Talk about sport did, all day.
0: Did you get to check out the new John Cena movie on Disney Plus, Vacation for Yes.
1: Night? Yes. So you messaged me during the week or last week or some point every day is the same this days and you go i would like you should watch this movie vacation friends it's got john cena in it we can talk about it and i'd seen the previews for it and i was like okay it looks dumb i'll watch it it might be one of those movies i'll turn off and i can just fire up about how bad it is oh man it was so funny thank you for that i have told so many people to watch it it's the funniest thing it just reminds me of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. you got a bit of 21 Jump Street with certain scenes when they do certain things. It's just, John is just so funny in it. Their margarita recipe is phenomenal. I really need to try that one day. <laughs> uh, but it's just so, it looks so dumb, but it's just so funny. I told all these people. And then like, my friend Alistair, I've got a girlfriend, Michelle. She's very, likes the reality TV show. And apparently she liked it more than Alistair. And it was just... The funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I just didn't think it would be, but John Cena just proves that he's a great actor, and oh, I could not stop laughing. I told my roommate to watch it. I just, I was laughing, I was crying, I was just, and it just didn't go. You know those movies that are funny, but then they stop being funny, and you're like, okay, hurry up and end. I think it was just the perfect movie. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I nearly got rid of Disney Plus, but so happy I didn't because that's great. I loved it.
0: Oh yeah. It's it's definitely one that's like really well paced. It's like, it's funny throughout there's ups and downs, but it, it's got moments right throughout. It doesn't just have, we kick off really funny, then we drop and just chug along for a bit and then come back at the end with a really funny bit. It's like, there's moments right throughout. Um, like you said, I think John Cena has like found his niche in like the movie world in these sort of silly buddy comedy or comedy roles rather than, Sort of like what he tried to do in Fast and the Furious with the action role. Like he's much better in these just silly roles.
1: Yeah, because he was really good in um, what was that movie? Um, Trainwreck, and he played like what's her name? His her partner, and he was like playing like this buff, like pseudo gay guy, and like he was really funny. He just should just be a comedy actor because he was bloody like everything was on point. His hair kind of weirded me out, but by the end of it, I liked it. But he was just so on point and just. His delivery and his execution, and he was the star. You know how sometimes they get like I, don't, I guess they get big people in movies and they don't live up to their expectations, and they're not like good like that. I've heard that she's all that movie with Addison Ray. Obviously, Addison Ray, the TikTok star, can't act, so she didn't love it. But John Cena lived up to it, executed it, was just on point and perfect. Like when they are on the hunting trip and they found like them, they found something, and they then were on another trip. That was hilarious as well, and just he just execution was just so perfect. Like, mm, funny, 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 funny man. I really want to see him in more comedies.
0: Oh yeah, and it has it has like those moments, like like you said, it's kind of like a super bad, a forgetting Sarah Marshall sort of. There's hangover elements in there as well. Like they've just taken little bits from lots of different comedies and made this really funny movie that I didn't expect a lot from. Like I thought it was going to be one of those ones where. All the funny parts are in the trailer, but there's not like they've saved. They've saved plenty for the actual movie as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And it was, I don't know. It kind of made me looking forward to going overseas because I was in Mexico four years ago, around about actually four years ago today. I was in LA at Six Flags, but yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't wait to go back overseas now because that bubble's been announced. I want to go back to Mexico and they were just enjoying themselves over there, and and it had like nice things. You know when they, something happens in a movie. And then it comes back later on, so they tie it in and, yeah, it was just without trying to give too much away. It was just really well put together. So was that a star movie? It wasn't a Disney one, right?
0: Uh, yes, I know. That one's, that one's definitely on the, the star section. It's not – don't let your little kids watch this one. Definitely, Just one for the parents.
1: <laughs> yeah, one for the parents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, great movie.
0: This movie has been like in the works for a little while. It's had multiple people attached to it, but I'm glad they they finally settled on Cena. There was the original pairing was meant to be Nicolas Cage and Will Smith. Oh, okay. Which, which could have been very interesting. Yeah. And then they dropped out. So then it became a Chris Pratt, Anna Ferris uh, movie.
1: Okay. But I don't like Chris Pratt anymore.
0: Yeah, Anna Faris from Scary Movie and Ice Cube as well. So that was – I don't know how that one would have went. I think that could have fallen flat really easily.
1: Yeah, plus Chris Pratt and Anna Faris were married for ages and had kids together and then they split up and then Chris Pratt found, like, a new wife within, like, a day. And I don't really like Chris Pratt anymore. But, um, yeah, so I, I think they, just, they found – Ice Cube would have been great as well because he's good in 21 and 22 Jump Street in that comedy role. But I think it's better – He's in it for less rather than more, like just for a few good punchlines and a good few cameos rather than just consistently. I don't think he can do comedy for 90 minutes.
0: Ultimately I settled on John Cena and Lil Rel Howery and both great. Like I don't think I'd seen much of Lil Rel before, but bring this movie back, which apparently is already in the works. They're doing a sequel is in the works called Honeymoon Friends. Okay.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah,
0: I can see that. So, um, I'm keen to see when that one hits. Hopefully it's not too far away.
1: Mm, pump it out, please. Oh, yes. I, and you just know that this will be a sequel that's actually good and they're not just trying to force it out because, I don't know, I haven't really read much into it, but I don't see it as like a, a movie that they, there was heaps of big fanfare out like a Marvel or something, and it was just, it came out, people enjoyed it, and... Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to a sequel for sure.
0: More John Cena in comedy. I'm all about it. Like, just keep keep doing those. Forget that. Don't try and be the rock. Forget that. Your path is this way, comedy. Yep,
1: yeah, know your niche, mate. And bring back your rap albums because I'm actually this going to listen to John Cena rap albums because I always like that. So you've inspired that for my afternoon.
0: I, I actually do own that album. It is in my car somewhere. You just don't listen to it all that often? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> this, I can't remember any of, the, like, any of the song names, but there was this one, there's like this love song when we were in high school. We used to like, listen to it and joke around about it, and my friend Lyndon, I was going to message him after this and be like, hey, let's listen to the John Cena album when we have our picnic in a couple of weeks because oh, it's just funny.
0: Oh, I definitely do enjoy it. Like, it's, it's a stupid system, but okay
1: yeah no he's good at what he does anything we saw him do a a speech which was very wonderful as well at the it was at at the casino yeah that was i still i still think about that occasionally i'm like oh he was such a nice guy and just answered all these questions and really honest and then towards the end there was that person like with a disability or something that came up and asked him a question and he went down and like hugged him and i was like oh john cena so nice so versatile so such a, a Great Ambassador as a human, and how he holds the record for the most make a wish in America, I believe yeah
0: just a genuinely great person, like I'm always doing those charity things there's there was a video going around on social media maybe a week or two ago of him, like they sent him a video of one of the the kids that he did a make a wish for initially, and then they were basically they were thanking him for everything he did, and he just started tearing up and then they they walked out and surprised him, and it was just one of those really touching videos where you're like, oh, this, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm about to cry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that as well. We're going to have a John Cena day this afternoon. I might even try to. Is he on SmackDown or Raw at the moment? Because I saw SmackDown was on the TV the other day.
0: Uh, so he's only on every now and then. He was on the SmackDown show that was at Madison Square Garden yesterday but not on TV. He was just there for the live crowd.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been a big week, weekend for, um, obviously, with September, the big weekend for New York. They had the US Open this, this morning, where that, I don't know if you watched all of that, 18-year-old beat the 19-year-old on the women's. The Yankees are playing the Mets all weekend. Obviously, smacked like, just a, just a big remembering thing for New York. I remember I was in, yeah, LA four years ago today, and we went to Six Flags, and we bought, like, a pass so we could skip all the lines, and no one was there, and we're like... Why is no one here? And then we realised September eleven, and we were just larriking around. So, yeah, weird. Yeah,
0: twenty twenty years today.
1: Twenty years, twenty years. I, we woke. I was in year seven. We woke up for our first ever exams, like a big year seven exams. We'd been studying for, for weeks, and we woke up, and this happened. And
0: yeah, twenty years. I feel so. Oh, crazy. I was. I still remember like everything about that day i was i was in hospital at the westmead kids hospital woke up in the middle of the night woke up in the middle of the night and was just like uh i can't get back to sleep i'm just gonna turn the tv on turn the tv on just there was news on every channel i was like this is weird and then i was watching it and before i changed the channel i was like oh this is a weird movie like this is very like realistic and a bit too close to Oh, and then I changed the channel and watched the second plane hit live on tv
1: oh real so
0: yeah like I was up in the middle of the night so I watched that hit live and then then they started getting the reports from the pentagon and I was just like yeah I'm not going back to sleep so then I just spent yeah. the rest of that day just in the hospital watching everything on tv because it didn't have to go anywhere. So I was yeah, just like, wow. was watch Yeah. This just insane. Can't believe that was 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, no. Actually, we're actually getting quite deep and heavy in this episode. But um, remember the London bombings where the, the bus got bombed and the train got bombed? I was actually in London for it. We woke up, we missed it. All. We, we woke up literally 600 meters away from where the bus blew up and we walked and we saw the bus. He walked down Oxford Street, there was no... Like, we literally walked on Oxford Street. There was no one around. No one actually knew we were in London because I was with a, a friend and we were supposed to be going to France, but we were staying in London. So no one knew I was there. And then I called Mum and go, hey, mom, I'm fine. And she's like, what are you talking about? But, like I'm in London. And like, I was like, you have to come home now. And, like, yeah, that was the most surreal day of my life, being in London when that terrorist attack happened. Like, many years respect to all the people that died.
0: The commentary booth is very close to all of these events, <laughs> from the looks of it, because... I, I watched nine eleven live. Buddy was in Bali during the Bali bombings. Oh. I was in hospital again when that happened, in the exact same room, just on the other side of the room. Oh, so that was freaky. And then you were in London. Like, I think the rest of the commentary booth team needs to just never leave the country. <laughs> like, this is scary.
1: Yeah, no. And obviously, there was that um, Lynch Cafe thing, and. I remember there was that t- the Link Cafe day and everyone was like upset and sad and a few people when like when that was happening I used to go on Facebook and like comment on old photos and just try to take the piss out of people and people would mess with me and like all right we usually hate this but we need you to start being an idiot online to try to take away some of the the sadness and the stress so like I just started being me and just started commenting on old things and bringing up like commenting on friendships like a, between a guy and a girl, like, oh, is this your new Tinder match? And then, like, I did a status like that, day being like, yeah, I was taking the piss today, but I was trying to put some light into the situation and whatnot. So, it's, it's just what I've been doing online. Also, recently, just trying to be a positive light for people. So,
0: on that sort of nine eleven front, I was weirdly watching a heap of the documentaries and sort of movies based on the events.
1: Oh yeah, I saw there was a new one came out on Netflix.
0: Yeah, so Apple TV dropped a new one. Netflix have dropped a new documentary. Theirs is a series. So I watched the Apple TV one is just a, like, an hour and 20-minute documentary that follows President Bush in the immediate moments after the first plane. So it's, like, everything he did on that day and, like, chronicles what happened and how it all went down. So that was, that was a pretty crazy one to watch and then the uh Netflix one turning point is a five episode series that goes each episode sort of covers a a little different period so it starts with obviously the immediate attacks and then how the government responded and then uh, the war in Afghanistan how that then spread to the war in Iraq and then goes back to what's sort of currently going down in Afghanistan and how that all has sort of played out. So they were all really like timely with obviously the the anniversary today and everything that's Mm. happening in Afghanistan at the moment. And then there's a, there was a couple of movies as well. Netflix released, uh, they put up the 2020 movie called Worth starring Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, and Amy Ryan. And it's all about the, uh, it's the true story of the lawyer that was tasked with allocating the, uh, compensation funds to the victims of the attacks. And it's really well acted, but it's a really like slow, uh, methodic movie about like the emotions and how difficult that task was. So. I enjoyed that one, Uh, but the one I enjoyed probably the most was, I actually only watched it last night, the movie called The Kill Team, which is on Netflix, uh, not Netflix, it's on Binge. Okay, yeah. It's a 2019 war drama based on the true story of the Maywand district murders in Afghanistan, so that was when fire or a platoon of US soldiers were accused of murdering Afghanis sort of not related to the war, just murdering them and making it look like they were uh, fighting against them in, with the Taliban and stuff. But, And it's, it's all about like an army recruit that he is conflicted morally with what, what the platoon is doing. So he sort of divulges that to his, his father who then – obviously goes through the correct channels to report that. And then the recruit ends up sort of fearing that his platoon mates are going to murder him and cover it up that way. So it's all about like the, the tension between within the platoon, not so much like the actual murders itself. That was a very heavy movie to watch, but a really important one, especially with sort of what's going on in Afghanistan and how they've just with withdrawn and also with mm. with those sort of recent allegations against the Australian troops as well. It was just like, oh, this is this is pretty full on. Yeah, and it sort of, at the end, because it, it's based on a true story, it gives you that this is what happened. And five of the uh, soldiers were charged with murdering any civilians The main character, who's the one that sort of Dobbed them in. He ends up being charged with involuntary manslaughter. He gets sentenced to three years because he he's got a reduced sentence because he testified against the, the sergeant who was sort of leading everything who was sent and then he was sentenced to life. Wow.
1: That sounds I I like it when you watch like a based on a true story movie or show and they tell you at the end. Actually, happens like I've been watching a lot of. Also, like I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. It's probably the thing I've been watching the most over the past month. And it's nice when you finish the series or the ep, or the one ep, movie or whatever, and they just tell you, being like, "This is what's happened with all these people." So it's nice to have how they tie it all up at
0: the end. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that I think that's the the most important part of a true story. If they don't, if they don't tell you, sort of. What happened in the movie? they need to have that title screen at the end to be like okay here's here's all the facts laid out for you, so you have the full full picture at the end.
1: yeah, definitely.
0: tough watching the last week with nine eleven stuff, but I think important watching with everything that's going on in the world at the moment.
1: yeah, I think that's the thing when you watch these like tough watching things, it's important to know at the end back your head like it is important to know and educate yourself and especially with world events such as those. So, yeah, you, you persevere through them and you grow and you learn from them and then, then you can watch your funny things like vacation friends and enjoy yourself. So, yeah.
0: You've been watching some sort of other documentaries on a pretty different topic, a bit of old basketball docos. Yes.
1: So I watched um, Untold, Malice at the Palace, which I remember when that happened Pretty heavy, look, watching it and just seeing like all the players like talking about like Ron Testo, sorry, Meta World Peace, and then and Reggie. You feel really sorry for Reggie Miller about how he could have won a ring if he wasn't around like all these young dumb guys, and then how they then go in about how pretty much everyone won, won a ring besides Reggie, or whatever. So watched that. I Watched the Luke Long, the Australian story, which was great, which was really brilliant, and then SBS also had this series about boomers leading up to the Olympics, which I really enjoyed. So basketball was my favourite sport, so it was nice to watch those. I haven't watched any other of the Untold yet, but my friend will watch the hot ice hockey one, and that looks hectic. Yeah, I
0: saw that one in there. That one looks cool.
1: I think I'm going to watch it today. Like, I've been meaning to watch it. I was going to watch it last night, but then I had I realised I, I had in my head I want to watch Batman Forever for some reason, so the one with – Jim Carrey and um, Tommy Lee Jones. So I watched that last night, but I've been mean to watch the ice hockey one for a while, which looks really hectic. And then other documentary I watched on Netflix was... It was called Cocaine Cowboys, The Kings of Miami. It's about these two childhood friends who go from being like dropouts to being like hectic, like importing like coke during like the 80s and 90s, which is really interesting. Because I went through this phase, I was like, I just want to start watching documentaries and stuff to educate myself, as, you, as, as we were discussing. So... Yeah, I I really really enjoyed I guess all of those. Mouse of Palestine was incredible, and then watched this other thing called Losers, which had some good episodes as well. Yeah, that's there are all the documentaries I guess I've been watching for the past month and really enjoying.
0: Uh, yeah, I think my biggest issue with those are uh, Untold ones is like the way they're they're set out on Netflix itself. They're not all just like linked together they're all just sporadically placed on there
1: yeah standalone stories yeah
0: it's kind of hard to like know if you've seen them all or like I wish they'd just done what they they usually do with a series where then they don't necessarily have to all be like a continuing story but just put them all together like just put them under the untold banner so I can click on Untold, mm. see episodes, and then just go through and like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this one, rather than – they're all in there as individual films.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I, I, was th- I was thinking about that as well. I was like, why have they done this? Why have they set out like this? They're trying to be different or whatever, but I don't know. It's just – yeah, I don't know. I'm going to yeah. watch them all eventually, but I know, I'm not rushing to watch.
0: I, su- I suspect they're doing it to try and like – so people don't look at it and go – oh, there's eight hour long documentaries on, mm. and think that you need to watch them all to get the full series. But like, just make it obvious that these aren't connected. That's all you have to do. Like just in the, the very first description when you click on it, to say mm. individual stories. Like just make it obvious they're not connected. But I think when people see it and go, oh, eight episodes, I don't want to watch that. So I guess that's, that's their thinking, but it, it makes it hard for discovery. Like it's hard to find them. The whole
1: untold thing's weird though, because I remember when it first was announced it was coming out, I just thought it was about Malice at the Palace. And I was like, oh, they've got a series like The Last Dance, and they're just going to talk about Malice at the Palace for four episodes. And because you didn't really know much about it. And then after, then I realized, like, how can they make four episodes about five episodes about one, one single event? Then I watched it and I was like, okay, that's over. And then the next week, the next one came out. I think it was with Bruce Jenner, or like when when. She was Bruce Jenner. And then I was like, oh, it's just, just different story. So their whole marketing, how they've done this as well, it's just really confused me. And I don't really understand why they like, everything, how they put it together is just, I don't really understand what they're doing. And I'm hoping this is not what they want to start doing with their documentaries as well moving forward because, yeah, it's just weird, very weird.
0: I think, yeah, I think they've sort of, they've seen the success of, like, the ESPN 30 for 30s. hmm and are trying to mimic that, but like like I said, if you're gonna do that, just put them in the untold banner and then just let them flow from there and just make it that hey, if you wanna watch a sports documentary, it's under the untold banner.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah, actually that makes no that makes a lot of sense. hundred percent.
0: And now a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for an easy way to warm yourself up from your belly out this winter? or cool yourself down when summer returns? Get into the mix and contact Annie Burnside, your local Thermomix consultant, to book a virtual or face-to-face cooking experience and discover the world's smallest, smartest kitchen. Find Annie on Instagram at that.thermo.life. Deathmatch Down Under is a professional wrestling promotion based out of the western suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. Deathmatch Down Under put on some of the most exciting professional wrestling events ever seen in Australia, with their unique combination of match styles, which range from technical showcases right through to ultra-violent deathmatches. Watch DMDU shows and buy tickets to their future shows on their website at www.deathmatchdownunder.com.au. What else have you been checking up?
1: So... I've, I have three shows at the moment that I now watch as they come out weekly, which I don't like. I just like smashing, binging a show. I was watching Dave, but that's finished. So I've got on Fridays, as we discussed last time, Ted Lasso, which I haven't watched this week's episode, but I'm absolutely loving it. I think it's the most pure show ever. So watching Ted Lasso every Friday or on the weekend. This other show...
0: Spoiler alert. Prepare to cry. Oh, I love
1: crying. I'm not okay. I've done that. Okay.
0: Yeah. This, this, this is a hard episode.
1: Oh, I, I don't like what they were doing actually with Nate. So I don't really know what's happening there. But so I have that on Fridays. And then I, I started watching another thing on Apple TV, which I really like, which is free, called Mr. Corman with um, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I don't really underst- I still don't really understand what I'm watching.
0: I was going to say, are you enjoying that? I dropped off after like three episodes because it was too wacky and ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what I'm watching, but I remember when I watched the trailer and I was like, I like this. So it just seems like it's about a show about this guy trying to be in his 30s and dealing with like untold anxiety issues and just trying to be him. So I don't really know what they're going through with it, but I'm in deep and I'm watching it every week. So I kind of like it. I've also written down other things I've been watching, but Logic, the rapper, was in an episode, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like Logic was actually quite a good rapper, but I don't really know what I'm watching. But I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I've, I'm enjoying. I think I'm enjoying the intrigue of the fact that I don't really know what's going on. But I'm each episode. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like this is cool. But then something weird really happened because I was watching the. One episode of the episode before and in it he talks about like his ex occasionally and then you meet the ex and the ex is um in Ted Lasso oh she is she is um what's her name Keely Keely yeah she's Keely and I was like I was watching this whole episode and I'm going who is this chick like she's got this American accent but I've been watching something lately with her and then at the end I was like oh Oh, British, Brit oh. So I was having this weird thing where I was watching these two shows in both these Apple TV shows. And I, I think she's quite attractive as well. So I was like, oh yeah, cool. So yeah, she was in it. So I mean, that was that was kind of weird. So I'm just persevering in that. But then I've also been watching this thing on binge called Reservation Dogs. And it's Ta- Taika Waititi is the executive producer. And it's about these th- three teenagers in Oklahoma indian like native american but they call themselves indians so i I feel i can say that and it's that them wanting to like be teenage and then leave oklahoma because it's a bit of a shithole and tyke is really good at working with kids and this show is incredible it comes out every tuesday and it's just a nice like adolescent coming of age comedy dark comedy and tyke has not tyke i don't think he's in it i think he's just names attached to it but yeah this this show is tuesdays it's really 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 good like i every time an episode ends i'm like oh damn it i have to wait a week for another one so yeah they're my three weekly shows i guess i'm watching at the moment
0: okay um yeah i saw the uh thumbnail tile for that uh, reservation dogs and image that they chose it made me think it was something to do with the reservoir dogs
1: yeah i told people about it and they said the same thing they're like isn't this is this a spin of, of reservoir dogs i'm like no, it's because that's what they call their gang. That's their gang name. So like, you know, when you're teenagers, you're in a gang or you hang out with your crew. So, yeah, I thought the same thing. But since I knew Taika was attached to it, I was like, I'm going to have to watch this because I will watch anything he does. And, yeah, it's really heartwarming and good.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sounds like it's worth, a, worth giving a shot.
1: I was going to cancel my binge membership and then this came out. So now I'm just keeping it because this comes out every week. And I'm like, you know what? Once again, as we've discussed, they just, you, you want to cancel something, they just get you in with something else. And
0: they get you with one more thing. Just stick around for two more months while this is on, and we'll have something else for you at the end of that.
1: But then the two months will be over, and then it'll be Christmas season. I'm going to have to watch a Christmas movie once every couple of days, and I'm going to need every single streaming service because they'll be split across everything. So,
0: yeah, they'll be across everything. Binge has got me for at
1: least another six months. So,
0: yeah, Mr. Corman, I think that's going to be one where I'm going to wait until the whole thing's out, see what the overall response is from people. And then if it's, if it's like, hey, yeah, it pays off in the end, then I'll check it out. Because like I said, I, I started, watched those first three episodes. And it was just like, no. The, when it went to the like big musical number with his mom, I was like, nope, oh, this is too much.
1: I was going to stop watching after that because I was afraid that there would be a lot of random musical elements in it, but without giving away any spoilers, that's the only random singing that you'll experience in the show so far. He is musical and he wants to, He makes music throughout it, but you don't really, hear, you hear like him working on it, but there's never like, and then we were hello everyone, and like breaks out singing. So as much as I love music, I don't like it in movies and TV shows, but that's the only musical break that they have so far. So I don't know how many episodes there are, but I'm just going to keep persevering, and hopefully by the end of oh, it's just, I think there's nine I'm on Google now. There's nine episodes, so next month I'll I'll let you know if you should keep going with it. But okay. I don't know, even, it's even like reading the synopsis here, is the days and nights of fifth grade teacher, Josh Corman, as he struggles with anxiety, loneliness, forfeited dreams of a music career, and the sinking suspicion that he sucks as a person. Maybe that's like it, because I just feel the same with me without the teaching, and I, I don't suck as a person, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why I I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. It's one of those shows where it's, it's not long, it's like 20, 30 minutes an episode. So you're like, okay, I can watch this without committing, and it's once a week, so.
0: Yeah, like the the very first episode I enjoyed, the second one not so much, and then the third one just turned me right off. So it was just it was just a gradual downhill trend for me on that show.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know in next month. I'll let you know if you should watch it or not. So. Uh,
0: and you were reading a book as well, you were saying, before we went on there? Yeah, yeah, I was
1: enjoying the sunshine I was reading. I, I got given this book for Christmas last year, and I have started reading again. I go through cycles, and it's called – this is your brain on music, understanding human obsession, which really sums up what I like and basically explores the relationship between music and the human brain. And I've only read about 25 pages, but, you know me I mean, music, and I love it. And it's just, my ex bought it for me, and she heard it on the radio, like, halfway through last year, and she's like, I'm going to get it for Jackson for Christmas. Never got around reading it because I was watching stuff, but it's really hooked me in. I really just like just seeing how, like, your brain connects music and...
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I na- definitely nailed the Christmas present for you then, didn't she? That's like the ultimate Jackson book.
1: Yeah, this she got me, That's What I Reckon book, which I love. She got me Shane Moore and Cologne. Like, she, was, she did well with the Christmas presents. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this in a couple of days. Like I've, I've started reading. I used to go for runs every morning, but now I like in the afternoon. So I wake up, make sure I read for half an hour before I look at my phone Monday to Friday just to help with my brain to start the day, meditate. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to finish this in the next week because it's hooked me right in, and I've got not much to do today. It's quite hot, so I'm just going to read this. and Yeah, it's really, really, really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then to sort of close out the episode, we'll circle back around and do some more wrestling-related content. I uh, watched probably the best pay-per-view I've ever seen over the weekend, last weekend. Wow. AEW had their all-out pay-per-view at the the Now Arena in Chicago. Ten matches and literally from the get-go, it was hype from the start and just built and built and built. Then they had a little filler match in there that was specifically put in there so that if matches before it ran long, they could just cut it out and people wouldn't get annoyed. But they ended up having enough time to put it in there. It was only a three-minute match between Paul White, who is formerly the Big Show, against one of the oh yeah the AEW trainers, QT Marshall. Three minutes over and done, and it was enough to like give the crowd that little break before we went into the main event and then the epically hype ending of the show. Hey. Uh, so we started with the TNT Championship, Miro. Versus uh, Eddie Kingston, two dudes that just cut incredible promos, big muscular guys that just beat the absolute crap out of each other in this match. Then we had John Moxley versus uh, Satoshi Kojima, who came over from Japan. They had another match where it was just two guys just brutalizing each other. At the end of the match, we had a the first surprise debut of the the show, Minoru Suzuki, who's like the craziest. Man in Japanese wrestling, he came out and surprised the crowd and had a little scuffle with John Moxley, and then they had a match uh, this week on Dynamite. We went into the women's championship match with Doctor Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Probably uh, Britt Baker's best AEW match so far. She's she's come a long way in the like. Four years that Dynamo that AEW has been around. She came in as like this sort of underrated indie talent, and now she's like carrying their women's division throughout the pandemic. She was the absolute star of the show. Then we had the AEW tag team championships contested in a steel cage. This match earned a Dave Meltzer 5.75 star rating out of five. Wow! So crazy, like probably one of the craziest steel cage matches I've seen. Blood, a uh, pair of Air Jordans with thumbtacks stuck to the bottom. Ridiculous match. Then we had the 21-woman Casino Battle Royale, which is basically like AEW's version of the Royal Rumble. But they what they do is they split the women entries into groups of Uh, four groups of five. So then they come out in groups of five rather than individually every 30 seconds. And then there's the Joker card at the end, who was in this case, the debuting Ruby Soho, who has just jumped ship from WWE and come across another really good debut. Like as soon as she walked out, crowd went nuts. So good to have a sold out maximum capacity crowd in Chicago who were just into everything like AEW has sort of shown that if you just like give the fans what they want, they just get more and more hype as the show goes. And they, it just makes it that much more exciting to watch. Cool. Uh, Then we got Chris Jericho versus MJF. Chris Jericho put his AEW wrestling career on the line. Bit of a like shifty finish at the end. MJF got the win, but then the ref came out and was like, oh, no. Jericho had his hand on the rope. Restart the match, so they restarted it, and then Jericho won, so that was cool. Of course. (laughs) Then we got the first match back in seven years for CM Punk against Darby Allen.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Wow. What a reaction. Hometown crowd for CM Punk. Just like seven years, like the wrestling world has just been wanting him to come back. And he came back and did a little Fox show for WWE, but that was like just a tease of him coming back into the world of wrestling. But now he's back seven years later and hasn't lost a step. Like it was still a great match. Then we had that little lull for uh, Paul White and QT Marshall. Then the main event was the AEW world champion, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Also, like Christian from the WWE days.
1: I used to love him.
0: That was a really cool match. Looked like Christian might have broken a rib partway through. They went through a table, but when they went through the table, the leg like busted through and like drove into his rib. That looked really painful. And then post-match, Kenny's celebrating like, yeah, I won. Uh, He says, the only people that can take this title off me have either wrestled already and they're tired or they're already dead. Ooh. Out comes the debuting Adam Cole, who has been in NXT or WWE for the last four years. And before he went there, he was friends with Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and all the people that sort of helped found AEW. And he was on their YouTube show. And to get him to write him off on their YouTube show, they killed him off. And then he went to, to WWE. Ah! <laughs> So when he debuted after that line, it was just like, oh crap, Hup, <laughs> massively hype moment. He comes out, everybody thinks he's going to attack Kenny. He doesn't. He attacks Christian, sides with Kenny, then they're like all happy, celebrating, and then out on the music, he, we hear the Flight of the Valkyries, who is Brian, now Brian Danielson, formerly Daniel Bryan of WWE. His music. He comes out, crowd goes nuts again. And it's like, we expected one of these guys, not two, and not, and if they were going to do both, we were not expect them in the same segment. So it was just like, wow. Like I said, it just hyped from the beginning and it just kept building and building and building and building and then just ended with that. And it was just like, how? How do you make, how do you do a better show than this? Like, it's just the best show that they could have put out.
1: That's brilliant. I love to hear that.
0: Check the stats. They put out some, uh, data last night uh it is on track to be one of the highest selling pay-per-views since i think
1: 2009
0: oh wow tony khan the owner of aw and the owner of, one of the owners of the jags
1: man my mustache man
0: on track to do well over two hundred thousand buys for the pay-per-view wow. at 49.99 a buy so Ooh. plenty of cash there It was the second most searched term behind Labor Day on Google with over 500,000 searches, Wow! which is AEW's new record in that case. Uh, It led to Dynamite, their follow-up weekly show, beating WWE Raw in the ratings for the first time. Wow. They're like the biggest cable TV wrestling show now, the only show above them is SmackDown, but that's on Fox. So that's just on like free-to-air TV in the US. Mm. They had, for that show, they had 1.3 million viewers for Dynamite. So insane. AEW has changed the game. Like wrestlers are now going there, not for the money, not for like the prestige. Like obviously it's, it's becoming a big company, but it's, doesn't have that WWE prestige of everybody, it's a household name. It's, hey, we're going there because we want to be there. And we see the reactions that the crowd are giving, the potential matchups that are there because AEW wrestlers are allowed to go to other companies as long as it doesn't conflict with AEW tapings, they don't mind. So Brian Danielson in their post-match press conference said, he's always been a wrestler. He's always taken wrestling wherever he's gone, even if he wasn't supposed to say it. He said it on TV because WWE doesn't like that word for some reason. They're sports entertainment. Mm. He's always said, "I'm a wrestler and I I wrestle. That's what I do." And uh, he's in this press post match post show press conference. He's basically said, "I'm here to wrestle. CM Punk might be here to help help the uh, young guys out, but I'm here to kick their effing heads in." Like, I'm so keen to see him just, like, go back to his indie wrestling roots and just be the monster that he just kicks the crap out of people all the time.
1: Hector. That's cool. I like that he's come out and said that.
0: Yeah, like, it's just awesome. Like, I I could not have – there was nothing wrong with this pay-per-view. Like, leading into it, I was like, oh, we don't need this poor white match. Like, let's just cut this out of the show. But then as the show went, I was like, okay, I need a break. Like,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I need to go to the toilet. I need to just chill out for a bit. Cause I'm just getting more and more excited. And then that came in. I was like, okay, sweet. I can just relax and calm down. Like this is just a match that's here. I don't need to pay c- close attention to it. And then they built it up again for the, the main event and just took it to a new level.
1: Perfect. Sounds like they've really got, like know what they're doing and I've got visions and they're just trying to.
0: Let check this one out, highlights and stuff. If you if you see the, there's a video of CM Punk's debut on YouTube, I think it's like a, an eight-minute video. Just watch that. Just watch the crowd and you'll be like, mm. okay, I've got I to gotta check these shows out.
1: Yeah, of course. Hectic. I like it. Something else for today to do.
0: <clears throat> yeah, definitely. If you can, find that pay-per-view, check it out. It's wow. It's, it's like four hours, so it's a commitment. Mm. But, Yeah. Even if you just watch, like, the main event with Christian and Kenny, that'll give you a good taste of what their wrestling's like. You'll get the, the debuts at the end to see the, the hype crowd and then go back and check out the, the incredible cage match. Like, nuts.
1: Yeah, hectic. Do. I don't like the heat. It's very hot today, so I'm very much staying inside today. So, yes, I'll um, definitely try to check some of that out.
0: Uh, what is your top recommendation for the week?
1: Look... Well, as, as you know, me, I like to promote positivity and be happy. There's enough negative stuff in the world at the moment. Watch Vacation, Friends. You'll forget about everything for however long it goes for. It's very funny, very well put together. And yeah, it's just a great, great belly laugh. Like you will honestly laugh and just really enjoy yourself. Check out their, yeah, their margarita recipe looks nice. Um, and they, they have, yeah, it's great, great, great movie. Check it out for Disney Plus people. Or get the trial to watch it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if you want a movie, check out Vacation Friends. But yeah, wrestling fans lapsed. Otherwise, got to check out the AEW All Out pay-per-view. Like the replays on Fight now, I think it's like half the price. I think it's about 20 bucks. Just got to check that out if you have any interest whatsoever in wrestling. Thank you for listening to the Commentary Booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review and subscribe on podcast services and here on twitch.tv forward slash Media, and over on YouTube as well. We're, we're everywhere. We're on everything. You can follow Jackson on Instagram at jacks underscore car, and he's also on TikTok. Got to check out the, the vlogs and everything over there.
1: Yeah, the link's in the bio for all my socials.
0: And you can follow me on social media at Media at pario magazine. The new issue has arrived just got to be posted out for anyone that wants one the commentary booth is a fan-funded production of jamie apps media you can support the podcast alongside our new magazine pario magazine on patreon at patreon.com forward slash jamie media the following people have supported at the publisher level or higher and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support brian and june hart courtney paulson tracy apt